my husband and I are literally when in stress, stay calm and renovate. So like we just finished renovating this room used to be my son's room and it's now my office. And uh, so I'm getting used to, I'm trying to figure out the, the lights up here. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful to have an office, isn't it? I have this like this extra room in my place and that's my office and I have these big windows here which is great. Like right now it's fine. Other times today, the way the sun hits, it's kind of weird. I have to like mess with the blinds in order to do these. Hi, my name's Brian Crawford with pghmuseums.org. And over the next several weeks, I'll be talking with artists, museum directors, and even the general manager of a professional sports team. Due to the COVID-19 coronavirus, we'll be practicing social distancing and speaking over video and talking about how the virus is affecting the people who make our culture community work. We'll be discussing how it's affecting their lives, how they're staying creative, overcoming challenges, and how they plan to bounce back when we can all leave our homes again. Please join me for COVID Conversations. We're here at Anna Deering with the Society to Preserve the Milvo Murals of Max Ivanka. And we're here talking about the COVID-19 virus and how you're surviving and everything else. So I know you're, you're doing a lot of remodeling, correct? You're in a room that's been just redone. Yeah, personally, I'm getting a lot done. Um, and I think it's a lot of just uh, procrastination. But um, as far as the murals go, you know, we're just missing everybody because we're used to seeing, um, you know, 100 or so people a week at the murals for tours. So now we're just trying to, we're hoping everyone's staying home and staying healthy. <laughs> So where the murals are, it's in, it's in a church, and obviously everything is closed off. Uh, do you know, is the church doing things as well to try to, to bring people in? So the, the, um, well, all the churches, yeah. I was going to say, all the churches in the diocese are closed right now, but um, they are doing online services, and we are, the St. Nicholas Church is part of the Shrines of Pittsburgh. So people can look up Shrines of Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh Shrines and um, get links to what they're doing online. So now that everybody is, is at home and you're encouraging people to stay home and stay safe, are you doing anything with the society to just keep in touch with people, to keep people interested and engaged in this time where everybody's absent? Oh, yeah. Actually, um, I think what we're doing with, is what a lot of people are doing is trying to figure out how we deliver the experience online virtually. You can go on our on our website, boncamurals.org, and see the murals. So all the murals are up on our website, uh, and we encourage people to check that out. We have a lot of other information about the conservation and other things. It's kind of a one-stop shop. Uh, but you also, if you stay, if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, we're trying to create some things that parents can use at home as well as adults can just entertain themselves. So right now on Instagram, there is a um, draw a mural from memory challenge. And we've had a few people respond, both adults and children drawing their favorite murals. I found one woman posted a picture she drew of, of Prudence, which is the, which is yeah. this one. You know, okay. um, and uh, then her daughter drew one, too. And she said the reason that that one is the one that um, her daughter remembered is because it's the one she points to when her daughter starts to talk in church. 
And uh, so it's, you know, telling her to be quiet. Uh, but so we're trying to create some activities online and we do have a um, Vanka home, Vanka at home destination on our website. And if you go there, you can see all kinds of activities this week's um, actually today we're posting a new one. We're going to post the capitalist and there's um, both sort of a docent reflection on what does it mean to them? Like, what is this mural about? And then there's the chance to kind of take, um, you know, sort of use it as an educational tool, but also just uh, we put in there a lot of um, what we think are good conversation starters for dinner at home about related to the mural itself. And as you can imagine with the capitalist, there's a lot of good things, a lot of good uh, food for uh, thought within that mural that you could talk about. Oh, I can imagine. And uh, I'm thinking of these murals and I'm thinking of, of just the time that they were, were created and the inspiration. And then I think of our current situation, obviously they're not quite the same, but there are a lot of, things depicted in those murals that, that could relate to uh, what we're experiencing here dealing with this shutdown and with the virus and especially looking at what's going on in New York City and in New York State and, uh, and, and the mass deaths and things like that. I want to hear, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think that these murals maybe are, are more relevant to people after this situation than before? And we'll hear your response right after this break. Get to know Salzburg on a personal level at the Rebecca B. Haddon Stonehouse Museum. Operated by the Salzburg Area Historical Society, the Stonehouse displays, collects, and preserves a variety of items that bring the history of Salzburg to life. Its expanded edition makes room for medical supplies, industry innovations in kerosene and salt springs, and much more. To learn more about the expansion, we spoke to local Salzburg historian and engineer Jack McGuire. We have two additions at the back of the original stone house. The original structure was built in 1830. And in, I believe it was in the 1970s, we built the first addition. And I, I just tried to keep in mind the old structure, not have anything that looks too contrasting to it that. It's just a one-story addition that we put on the back, it's not two-story like the original structure. Immerse yourself in Salzburg culture and learn how this now small town on the edge of Indiana County has had such a major impact on this region. Find out more at RebeccaBHaddonSHM.com. Um, yeah, you know, I think, I mean, we, we like to say that the murals are universal and timeless, that they can, that that was part of Vanka's genius in the way that he painted these, which is that he kind of painted some, I'd say, uh, slightly open-ended commentary on, I think, uh, you know, sort of social justice and, and war and immigrants and, and the labor, you know, issues in, in the country at the time he was painting. But I think he, ha he knew that these were going to be ongoing issues. So I think as COVID-19 is really exposing a lot of uh, economic injustice in our country, um, I think there's a lot of strong relevance there to who is sacrificing in at this time or who is kind of um you know being challenged the most i think it's also interesting too 
I don't know if you know this, um, Brian, but um, Vanka was in, had emigrated to New York before he came to Pittsburgh. So he, had li he was living in New York um, when he was asked to come to the church to paint the murals. And the way he spent his time in New York was um, getting out on the street and, and sketching and drawing what was happening during the Depression. So a lot of his um, work, early work in the United States was really just depicting and telling the story of the crushing you know, impact of the Depression. And um, then he came to Pittsburgh and sort of told the same story, you know, about who was being, you know, the, the positives and the negatives of what was happening in the country at the time. And we always think about, you know, if you think about the fact that he was painting in 1937 and then during war in 1941, and we kind of have, to your point, we've kind of likened this to a war <laughs> that we're fighting, um, you know, and, and looking at the cost there. Um, we always keep saying if there was another if Vanka was alive today and there were two more spots to paint a mural, you know, <laughs> murals in the church, sort of what would he be painting today? And I think it would be an interesting kind of exercise to get people to um, take the big themes that are in the murals, social justice, immigrant, uh, you know, war, all this other stuff, and, and put it in the context of COVID-19 and have some contemporary artists paint in that same theme, you know, sort of make their own commentary on it. It would be interesting. It would actually be, I think, like an interesting thing. And, and maybe this is an idea for you guys, because I love the Vanka murals at home and stuff like that. But I think that would be kind of cool if you did a, a call to artists, just like to see who would want to come up with their own commentary on what's going on. And, and maybe like that would be a cool showcase. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, honestly, that's fancy you mentioned that. Um, you know, we, we do our annual cocktails and conservation, so our annual fundraiser every year. Of course, mm -hmm. it was supposed to be this Friday, so it's it was postponed. Um, we're, we optimistically postponed it to November, hoping that there's going to be a way for us to gather. Um, we'll, if we can't do it in person, we'll figure out how to do it remotely. But um, one of the features of that event is the Art of Social Justice Auction, and we have local artists contribute work to um, auction during the event. But it might be, uh, I think you have a good idea there, which is we might want to expand on what we're looking for and really encourage people to, to comment on what's been happening during this crisis. And maybe we'll get some really interesting submissions for the, the auction in November. Yeah, I think that would be really interesting. I'd like to see what people's takes are on all of this. I know I was talking with Bob Fryer. He was in the, the first episode of these COVID conversations, and he had said that he's been preparing for this uh, forever, basically, because a lot of his art has gas masks on and things like that. So <laughs> I kind of pitched, pitched the same idea to him. I said, you should have like a post-COVID sale, and it, you know, this, it'll go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, I mean, again, I, I go back to, to what you were raising, which is that, you know, um, for, I guess, kind of just in a, not in a depressing way, but, just, and not, but not in a surprising way, the issues that were facing the United States, you know, in, in 1937 and 1941 are facing the world are, you know, things that are, they're replaying themselves right now, just in a different, with a different kind of tune, I guess, but uh, they're replaying kind of depressing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they say always history repeats itself and it is kind of crazy in a way because I've read some commentary where um, and, and you know I don't I'm not involved in 
world politics, so I, I don't see this firsthand, but apparently uh, countries, I mean, you can look at the United States where, you know, our president tried to buy a vaccine or, or buy the scientists creating a vaccine to steal it for the U.S., but, the, but they're saying that even outside of the United States, uh, a lot of countries are not necessarily working together the way that, that they could, and, and everyone's kind of thinking inwardly uh, during this virus. So you do see kind of like a, a world retreat into, into itself so, uh, during this time, which is crazy. The other thing that, and I know that this has come up, and, and actually, um, you know, one thing I think is really important to, to think about is just how important art has been at this time. Art, uh, people, you know, just creativity, If even if it's, it's not painting or, you know, maybe it's painting, but it's also mask making and, communi- and community building. And that's another central theme of the murals was really a, a celebration of community. And um, it really, to your point, it really, we, we are only better, I think, when we can come together <laughs> and, and solve a problem, not point fingers at, you know, who's to blame kind of thing. So I think, you know, it's like, let's, let's start solving this problem and hang together on it. How are some ways that people can support the society during this situation we depend a lot on the on individuals and communities to you know the tours generate support for the murals and support for our programming we obviously have not been doing tours since mid-march so that's a concern for us but i wanted to let people know that there are still ways that they can support what we're doing and, and learn something about the murals they can always go to our website. As I mentioned, we have a shop online. Um, and in addition to get this fabulous t-shirt that you can get, um, there's a lots of other, there's a catalog there that tells the story of the murals. So I'd really, if people are interested in maybe getting familiar with them before they come to visit when we're open again, that would be great. Um, I also wanted to say that like many nonprofits, we are going to be participating in Give Big Pittsburgh that's going to start on May 5th and uh, run through May. So we're, you know, we know that you want us to be here when we, people want us to be here when everything gets back to normal. So if you're, if it's possible to support us and other nonprofits in town, we hope you'll do that. Now, do you have a piece of advice that you would like to give to the people out there uh, on something you've done to help you cope with this situation that, that might be helpful to someone else out there who's just looking for a way to uh, occupy their time and, and get through this period? Because it is, especially if you're like an extrovert, this is, this is a very difficult time to be stuck at home. <laughs> I, I am definitely suffering from that um, stress, uh, for sure. Uh, I am uh, trying to get together with friends online and have some conversations. It usually involves a glass of wine or something. But um, you know what I, I've done? I, I mentioned to you, uh, my husband and I do like to do a lot of renovating. So we've been, we've been painting actually working within the supplies we have in our home, you know, kind of thing. But you know, what's really, um, I've been enjoying is um, getting out and, and walking by myself and doing a lot of thinking. I also am really lucky that I have a garden space out. So I've been doing a lot of planting and my garden's going to be in better shape than it's ever been in its entire existence since I have more time to spend. And I did dust off my high school sewing skills, uh, and I am making masks. So I've been enjoying doing that, too. I'm not sure how long that 
enthusiasm for sewing will last probably as long as the need lasts uh, but it's been a nice it's also been a way to be part of something that's uh, so mass makers of pittsburgh has been um, a nice community um, you know opportunity to get together and, and work on something that's making a difference and i like to do that PGH Museums is made possible through our affiliates such as the Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center. The Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center is an interactive science center devoted to weather and weather folklore located in a century-old former post office in a town who's known for its weather-predicting groundhog. The Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center lets you become a tornado, make a thunderstorm, or even be a TV weather forecaster. We met up with the center's executive director, Marlene Leetlock, to see if she's ever been caught playing with the green screen. <laughs> yes, don't tell my board, but uh, yes, we play with the green screen all the time. It's fun. It's uh, If you've never been in front of one of them, uh, you can pretend that you're doing the weather. Uh, you can also take one of the green capes that we have and make your body disappear. So, you know, there's all kinds of fun things that you can do with it. Has she ever forged a weather forecast and predicted a catastrophe? I can't say that I've done that, but that gives me some food for thought. <laughs> You can create your own weather apocalypse forecast and learn everything the center has to offer at the Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center. Discover more at weatherdiscovery.org. Thank you for listening to COVID Conversations, a special series for PGH Museums, produced and edited by me, Brian Crawford. Support PGH Museums by joining our membership program at pghmuseums.org join. Our music is Energy 2013 by Sasha Endy and can be found at filmmusic.io and licensed under the Creative Commons. Let us know how you're keeping your spark in these trying times. Email me at brian at pghmuseums.org. Stay safe, keep your distance, and keep creating.